This podcast is brought to you by MonthlyChallenge.fit. It's like Weight Watchers better help and the biggest loser had a baby. Check it out, MonthlyChallenge.fit. Today on episode number 288 of the Logical Weight Loss Podcast, we're going to battle some excuses. Welcome to the Logical Weight Loss Podcast, where we take a no-nonsense approach to weight loss. We left our excuses in the past, and we've forgiven ourselves for abusing the gift that is our bodies. From this point forward, our health is more important. We will stay focused. We will stay determined. We will sacrifice now knowing that it's not going to be easy so that we can live a better tomorrow. We understand that weight loss is a marathon, not a sprint. It's about making lifestyle changes and that the only person who can stop you is you. You know where you are now and you know where you want to be. The new you begins today. Let's go. I just want to be thin. I don't deny it thin. I want to try it thin. But I can't buy it. Guess I'll have to do to die it thin. Won't tell you lies thin. I won't smaller thighs thin. But I realize I guess I'll have to exercise. All right, welcome to the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Jackson, from the School of Podcasting. If you're new to the show, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a trainer. Don't even play one on TV. But what I am is a a person just like you trying to lose some weight. And as I pull up my, uh, I'm a big fan of MyFitnessPal, the app, I can tell you that over the last week, I believe I'm down. Actually, let's see here. No, actually, ooh, if I'd done this yesterday, I would have been down. I'm up a little bit today. We'll talk about that. I'm actually up 0.2 pounds. Um, I am under 200 pounds. I'm very happy about that. But I am going to talk a little bit today about uh, making stupid choices and being able to look at yourself in the mirror and go, wow, that was uh, that was a stupid choice. I uh, wonder why I did that, that kind of thing. And it starts with accountability. You know, you have to kind of just admit to yourself that, wow, that was that was dumb. But before we do that, yeah, if you go out to the website, LogicalLoss.com, you'll see I'm down 25 pounds officially now, which is cool. And uh, for those of you who haven't been listening to the show for a while, uh, I've done that by A, I, I have officially, I've not had, this is one, one um, wagon I've not fallen off of. Uh, I haven't had a Mountain Dew since October of 2015. So I quit drinking soda. I drink 80 ounces of water a day and I don't get my food through a drive through. Although I will talk about, again, I fell off a wagon a little bit today, uh, this weekend. And, um, but pretty much I don't, I cook my food at home and I have a protein and a vegetable pretty much with every meal. So that's what I'm doing. And I've started this past month exercising a little more. I talked in the last episode about the uh, RIP-60, which is really a really cool... I, I don't mind the fact I was kind of uh, complaining that the way it hangs on the door, but I'll put it this way. I live in Ohio. As I record this, it's February. It's nine degrees outside. I'm very happy that I don't have to go to the gym. So today we're going to talk about excuses. And then at the end, I'll tell you about this little slip-up I had. And I heard a phrase this week that really stuck with me. And that phrase is, you can have success or you can have excuses, but you can only choose one. 
Because if you're successful, then you you don't have excuses. If you have excuses, that probably stopped you from being successful. And there are times when we accept circumstances like, well, I was going to do it, but the thing, and then you just quit. And there are times when we, we don't quit. We take negative consequences as feedback instead of failure. It's like, oh, well, that's not working. I guess I'll have to try something else. And we keep moving forward towards our goal. Uh, there's a really famous dude named Jim Rohn. He's got a lot of great books. And he says, if you want to do something, if you truly want to do something, I'm adding that here, you'll find a way. If you don't, you're going to find an excuse. And so if your hands are full of excuses, then you don't have any room for success. So let's look at some of these top excuses. Uh, I, I don't have the money. And I understand it seems like it's cheap to eat on the value menu. You know, I, I love these things now. Here in, uh, I live in Ohio. There's a, I live near Cleveland. And they have like a, a Cleveland Cavalier pack. It's like five Big Macs and 27 this and that. And, da, 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 da. and it is, it's a lot of food for a very small price. So I get this. But you can purchase a family package of chicken. And I say this is because this is what I do. For me, it's about five bucks. And I think I get somewhere between six and eight um, chicken thighs in that thing. I'm a big dark meat fan. And I use the the pressure cooker XL, still using that thing. And just like the infomercial says, in about 20 minutes, I've got great tasting healthy chicken. And now I take off the skin. Um, I use some sort of salt substitute um, Mrs. Dash thing to uh, flavor it. I buy some frozen vegetables or canned, either one. And I have a protein, which is my chicken, and a carb, which is the vegetables. And I got a healthy meal for about $3.75. That's less than a a value meal. I'm just saying. So now the other one is, well, Dave, that's nice for you. I don't have time to cook. And this is where I've said this before. You need to start a stopwatch. The next time you go to get some fast food, you're on your couch, start your stopwatch. And then by the time you drive there, you wait in line. In some cases, you get asked to pull over, right? Sorry, uh, I know it's lunch and all, but we're out of whatever, fish sandwiches. And then you wait. And then in many cases, you only get the wrong order. That's always fun. So there is this time there. So so do that. Go If, you're gonna, if you must go through the drive-thru, do it, but time yourself. And then stop your stopwatch when you get back on the couch and see just how much time you spent. I think you'll find your, your fast food is not that fast. If you go to a restaurant, you wait, you get there. How long, to, how long a wait is there? Uh, 15 minutes because it's dinner time. So you wait your 15 minutes and you wait for your, uh, your waitress. You wait for your drinks. You wait for the waiter to come back. You keep waiting for the waiter to come back. Really, what the heck? Oh, that's right. It's dinner time. It's busy. You wait for your food once you finally get it ordered. You wait for your check. I mean, sure, I get it. You don't have to do dishes. But how long does it take to put your dishes in the dishwasher? Because, again, I think if you start your stopwatch by the time you say, yeah, let's go to whatever, Olive Garden, Longhorn, insert restaurant here, and then start that stopwatch by the time you get home, you you just spent the better part of an hour, if not two, eating. Your whole evening is ruined. Your afternoon is, you know, a big chunk of it. If you get the family involved or even not, if it's just you, 
Cooking at home, start your stopwatch. I think you're going to find that if you cook at home, not only do you save time, you're going to save money, and you're going to save calories. And if it's a family thing, it might be kind of fun. Uh, you might say, but I've, I've never done this before. I've, this is the first time I've been heavy. I was always skinny. In fact, I was too skinny in high school, and something happened. It's, it's called aging. And um, I think there are tons of things that you've succeeded at that you've never done before. Tying your shoes, walking, driving a car, um, all sorts of first things that you were able to conquer, even though it was scary, right? Your first day at your first job, first day of college, whatever it is, there's all sorts of firsts that are scary, that make you wet your pants. And you did it, right? Maybe if you have children, right? Scariest words in the world, what? I'm pregnant, what? Second scariest word, actually probably the more scary word, it's twins, you might say, well, I don't know. I don't know how. Well, number one, you're listening to this show. And I got one word for you. Google. And then you go, I don't have the internet. Okay. Another word for you. Library. Don't have a library? Where do you live? In the desert? Okay. It's, it is simple. It is eat less and exercise. And eat less and, and more importantly, eat better. And exercise more. Now, there's a whole lot more that involves in that, involves your your attitude and things of that nature. But in the world of Google, I don't know how is really not acceptable anymore. The conditions aren't right. You know, I'm, if I could just get the, if I could just get that one piece of equipment, if I could just do this, if I just had a more room, if I just had a, a, a better mat, if I just had, if I just had, if I just had, if I just had. Zig Ziglar, who's a guy from Alabama, once said, if you wait for all the lights to turn green at the same time, you will never make it to work. It's never going to be perfect. It's just not. So you you take a few steps forward, and you might have to sit at a red light, but that's all right. You wait for that one to turn green, and then you keep moving. The bottom line is you keep moving. I don't have time to work out. You don't understand. I have a job. I have kids. All right. Well, number one, first things first, if you want to lose weight, to me, it's the food. Because really, you're going to burn, a, you know, 200, 500 calories. It's really the food. So am I saying you don't have to work out? No, but I'm saying if you want to lose weight, start with the food. You can, you can make a difference. I didn't really start working out until about a month ago in terms of really trying to sweat and I lost 10 pounds just changing my food. Um, and the other thing is I've done workouts. Um, Jorge Cruz has a thing eight minutes in the morning and uh, I've seen other things that are seven minutes. There's an app. We talked about that, that, that I actually feel the results the next day. And I spent seven minutes now, seriously, who doesn't have seven minutes? You're like, Oh, my life is busy. Okay. We got 24 hours. Let's say you sleep for six. All right. So 24 minus six, that's 18 hours. Okay. You work eight hours a day. All right. Minus eight, that leaves 10. Let's say you eat three times a day and that's an hour. That's minus three, leaves you seven hours. Okay. Okay. But you got to drive to work. Okay. Let's, let's subtract an hour for that. That leaves you six hours. 
That is six hours times 60 minutes. That is 360 minutes. So seven divided by 360 is 2% of your time. Just 2% of your free time can actually make a result in you. 2%. I don't have time to work out. I don't have a gym, though. I don't have a gym. You don't need a gym. You don't. You can use your own body weight to get yourself in shape using just your body. Push-ups, sit-ups, lunges, squats. Uh, Now, if you want, you can deal yourself a workout uh, using something like a FitDeck body weight card. Those are cool. And it actually stops things from being boring. Here's another one. I don't have a babysitter. Uh, Do you have a TV? Yeah. Then you have a babysitter. Door, the Explorer, Sesame Street, whatever it is. And here's the other thing you can do. Um, you might even have the kids exercise with you. Maybe maybe you want to set and be a role model for health. But I don't know about you, but Captain Penny, not Captain Penny, Captain Kangaroo was uh, one of my babysitters growing up. Bugs Bunny was a great babysitter when I was growing up on Saturday mornings when my parents wanted to sleep. Why do you think that? They Remember that when you used to have cartoons on Saturday morning? Why? Because the parents wanted to sleep in. Exercise is boring. You know what? I'm with you on that. It is boring. So this is where if you got a phone, you know, get some music on that bad boy. Pump up the jams. There's all sorts of uh, stations you can listen to. Although I don't understand why they play music at the gym. Nobody's listening to that. And it's always horrible. But, uh, you know, listen to some podcasts. Get some music on your phone, your iPod, whatever you got going on. And... By listening to music, number one, it kind of pumps you up. Number two, your workout will be over before you know it. And if you're like, what's a podcast? If you don't know how to subscribe to a podcast, go to learntosubscribe.com and find out how you can use free software on your phone to listen to podcasts. And it doesn't cost you a dime. And I even show you how to do it so it doesn't use your data package. What if you say, I need a coach, I need a partner? Well, everything I hear says over 60% of Americans are overweight. So I'm pretty sure you have a fat friend somewhere, probably, aunt, uncle, somebody. Just look for old people. Um, they're, they're usually a little overweight. See if any of your friends need to lose weight. And I'm pretty sure you can find that. And in the end, you have to do this for yourself. It's nice to have somebody hold you accountable. It's nice to have somebody push you. But in the end, you're going to have to push yourself. They're, the only kind of improvement is self-improvement. And that's, that's stuff that you do. You got to do it for you. And then some people are like, well, especially females, I don't want to get pumped up. I don't want to look like a dude. So first of all, getting pumped up takes time. It's not like you're going to go to the gym once and wake up the next day and go, oh my God, what did I do? I look like a guy. No, it doesn't work that way. And um, there are actually ways to lift weight uh, more for muscle than for size. And again, you can ask Uncle Google for for that. But you can have excuses or you can have success. But you can't have both. Now, before we continue, I want to let you know that this show is supported by you. Yeah, you with the earbuds right now. I'm talking to you. And I want to thank everybody who has been going out to LogicalLoss.com and uh, clicking on the Amazon banners. When you go to shop, if you're going to be buying anything at Amazon, please, if you find any value in this show, please go out 
to LogicalLoss.com. Before you go to Amazon, it doesn't cost you a dime more. And um, it actually, uh, I get like a finder's fee for that. And um, we're doing really good this month. I really appreciate that. And uh, there's the re- other reason I like this is uh, last Friday, I know I didn't have a show last week, but uh, my day job was eliminated. So I am uh, in the process. I, I have a couple things in the works. But right now, it's fun when you write your rent check, your car payment, uh, your alimony check, and you watch your checking account just go pew. So uh, if you'd like to go out to LogicalLoss.com slash support, there is a donate button there as well. That way I don't have to wait for Amazon to pay me. That just goes right to me. Um, if you feel so moved, if you find any value in this, it would be really great. And um, it's deeply, deeply, deeply appreciated. Logicalloss.com forward slash support. All right. So let's talk about holding yourself accountable and, and what happens. Well, here, let me give you a little story about a man named Jed. He was a poor mountaineer. He barely kept his family fed. Actually, that's a different story. Um, there was an 11-year-old boy named James. He had a, a big, a, a very impractical idea. He was going to graduate from high school. And if you look at this and go, well, billions of people do that every day. Well, James lived in a rural, war-torn place called Uganda. He lost his entire family to disease by the time he was six. He was raised by his poor grandmother who didn't earn enough for the $130 per quarter tuition. Now, a high school diploma was not in the card or in the cards, I guess, for James. And and you really, you couldn't blame him. I mean, the guy lost his whole family before he was six. And some people might go, look, it's just not in the cards for you, buddy. It's impossible. Uh, Just give up and go work in the fields like a lot of people do. But he didn't. Instead, he and his grandmother devised a plan that some might call crazy that would secure the financing he needed to finish the school. All he needed to start was a goat to sell. And his grandmother was able to sell one of hers And with those proceeds, James was able to buy shoes, a change of clothes, and a ticket for an eight-hour bus ride to the capital city where he'd stay with his aunt. And that's where the plan gets interesting because that's not – you're like, oh, congrats. No, no. That was just to get him to the city to get the money necessary for school. He needed to sneak into the president's compound and ask for help. So to do that. He'd have to scale a barbed wire fence and get past the armed security guards. But once inside, he learned he'd be greeted warmly and given money for tuition. So that's what he did. And to everyone's amazement, it worked. And so today, at age 32, James has not one, but two master's degrees and a great job. And so making excuses and and giving up, that would have been really easy. 
but the hurdles between the 11 year old James and the James with two master's degrees of today, um, those hurdles were immense, but something deep inside compelled him to take responsibility for his life and do whatever it took to realize his goal. And at the age of 11, James had mastered his psychology and brought his dreams to life. His story, of course, is heroic, but it's also well explained, they say, in science. Regardless of your life situation, there's a direct link between excuses that you make for yourself and how much success you achieve. If you have big plans for yourself, but you see immense hurdles in front of you, we need to learn to be like James. I mean, we've all experienced disappointment. I mean, maybe you didn't get the promotion you wanted. Maybe you failed a test. Maybe an important relationship crumbles. Maybe you lose your job, in my case. You have two choices. You can ask yourself, what could I have done differently? Or you can tell yourself, well, it wasn't my fault. There was nothing I could have done. So for me, um, I had an opportunity at the place I worked to get certified in a couple of different areas, and they would have paid for it. And I never really was assertive enough to make my boss let me do that. And if I had, I'd have a much easier way of getting a job now. But I didn't. And I could have said, well, we were busy and he didn't have to. No, 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 no. I, well, I could have done things differently here. Could have done it outside of the eight to five scheme. So if you choose this whole, well, it wasn't my fault. There was really nothing I could do. There's science that says you're doomed. So if you're a victim, oh, it wasn't my fault. So two researchers have published their findings in the Journal of Psychology and it, uh, they studied college students and their bias towards taking responsibility for themselves or making fraudulent excuses. You know, the, the whole, there's nothing I could have done type. They found that 72% of their student subjects admitted making fraudulent excuses, meaning, yeah, I probably could have done something. So that's hardly not a surprise. We all, again, if you're looking for an excuse, you can find one. So far more interesting and, and kind of damning though, was the incredible correlation they found between crappy excuses and a lower grade point average. The more excuses you make, the worse you do in school. What? Why? Now, not enough research has been done to draw a definite conclusion, but there is a theory. And that is basically that when you go, it wasn't my fault. Well, then there's a lack in control over the outcomes. Well, if there's if if there's nothing you can do, well then why do anything? It lowers the motivation. And with no motivation, what do you got? You got worse results. Whereas what could I have done differently? Well, that means you have some control over the outcomes. And if there's something you could do to change the outcome, well then you might be motivated to actually do it because you want better results. So Let's say um, Bill has been offered a new car multiple times by complete strangers. Um, someone offered to chauffeur him around each day. And others have offered to pay the insurance bill for whatever new car um, he ends up with. 
Well, why on earth is this generosity uh, coming to this person? Uh, because the Detroit Free Press wrote an article about him. And for the record, I said this guy's name is Bill. It's Jim. It's another Jim. And why did they do that? Why did they write a story about Jim? Because Jim walks to work every day. Okay. Does he get a gold star for that? Now, we haven't mentioned how far his foot-powered commute is. How long would you walk to work? Jim, every day, walks 21 miles. Why? Because he's loyal to his job, that's why. When his car broke down and the Detroit buses stopped serving his route, he woke up one morning and just started walking And then he kept doing it. And he says, tough times don't last. Tough people do. He says, that's what his dad told him. And I guess it stuck. And when people heard about this daily marathon, really that's what that is, a marathon, commute, people across the company jumped at the opportunity to help. And that's right in line with what the researchers at the University of Missouri, uh, Columbia, found when they studied the connection between future commitment, the resolve to make something happen, and excuse-making. They tested the excuse their subjects would make or or not make while completing tasks and how that lined up with the resolve to improve. And unsurprisingly, those who made the fewest excuses were the most committed to improving themselves. So the point of the story is not so much about generous strangers as it is what created them. Who would blame James for giving up in such a dire situation? Um, Let's say, again, they don't say when this was, but, I mean, Detroit could be, A, he could be walking through a war zone. You ever seen Detroit? Holy cow. Um, And the other thing, what if this was in the winter? doesn't say, but he could have quit. He could have gone on public assistance, given up his job, and felt sorry for himself. You know, this wasn't his fault, right? It wasn't his fault that the bus line doesn't go this way. But James didn't look at it like that, though. That's why strangers are rushing to lend a hand. And it's why people who take responsibility for their own situations, regardless if they deserve blame for it or not, those people end up in a better place. It's if you're making excuses allows you to externalize your failures, then taking responsibility does the opposite. Taking responsibility leads to introspection. You study everything that went wrong and you ask yourself, what can I have done differently? What can I do now to fix it? And when you ask yourself these questions, you feel like you're still in control of your destiny. When you're in control of your destiny, you're motivated to make it to be the best one possible. And when you're motivated, you work better, you work smarter, you work harder, and you get what you want. So how do you take responsibility for yourself? I mean, we all want to be the best we can be at whatever we do. It's not like you wake up today and go, you know what, I'm going to suck. I can't wait to go to work today and just stink up the place. But excuses are easy to make. And genuine commitments to improve. And let's go legitimate commitments to improve our heart. I said this morning, you know what? Um, I thought about going to the gym because now that I'm kind of used to, to lifting weights and things like that, I actually like going to the gym a little better than my RIP 60. But when I pulled up my phone and it said it was nine degrees outside, I'm like, rip 60 it is. So it's, and, and, and if I didn't have that, again, I could just do sit-ups and push-ups and things like that. But it's it, that's when you know when you're committed. 
So if you want to be the person who takes responsibility and gets what you want, it could all come down to the stories you tell yourself when you feel overwhelmed or fail. So here's some things. How do you take responsibility for yourself? Number one, if you're overweight, don't just tell yourself it's your genetics. I'm big boned. Well, my whole family's fat must be in our genes. No, your whole family's fat because you're all eating the same crap. That poor eating habits are too strong to break. I just, I love my ice cream. Or don't tell yourself that you just haven't found the right solution yet. But you're going to keep on looking. You're going to keep trying. No, 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 no. That's not going to work. You, you can't blame it on your genetics. If you work too much and you don't have time for fun, don't tell yourself that everyone else demands too much from you. Or, you know, do you tell yourself you don't prioritize your time well enough? That's the two sides there, right? You can tell yourself, oh, I'm, I've just, there's just too much work. If I don't do this, there's too much demands on me. It's too much pressure. Or just tell yourself I don't prioritize enough, right? Do you tell yourself it's your genetics? Or do you say, my poor eating habits, you know, are doing this to me? So if you don't have enough money for your life, don't tell yourself your job doesn't pay enough. Or do you tell yourself that you're not communicating your value well enough? Or is it just time to find a better job? You know, there are always two ways to handle this. You can find an excuse or you can find a way around it. One you can control and one you can't. If you focus on the story you can't control, you're, you kind of spiral towards failure. But if you focus on the way that you can have control, you spiral towards success. And it is a lot about your attitude. Because I'm, it's a Friday. I had just gone to South Carolina. They sent me there because I'm kind of a weird breed in that I'm a bit of a geek. I teach people software, but I'm not a nerd. Does that make any sense? Like I'm not, a guy that's going to walk up and go, yeah, um, yeah I, I need a stapler. And, uh, you know, you know, the introverted, let's go completely stereotype, just giant nerd with the, the pocket protector. I'm not that guy. I like to talk to people. And the typical kind of nerdy guy, maybe not the greatest with people because he's had his face planted in front of a computer for 20 hours a day. So they sent me to South Carolina because we had kind of a touchy customer to do this training. And I get back. And I'm dropping off some laptops um, that I have to give to another instructor. It's Friday. And as I um, am walking in, my phone rings. It's my boss. And my boss is in another state. And as I walk into the elevator, they're like, hey, thanks so much for your work in South Carolina. I'm here with the general manager in my office. And I really wish I didn't have to say this. And then I got in the elevator and I lost my signal on my cell phone. And I was like, Oh, Holy cow. And I looked at my fellow instructor and I said, I'm going to get whacked. And he's like, what? And I go, it's Friday. Our boss's boss is in their office. And she just said, I really wish I didn't have to say this. I said, and it's Friday. I've been here before. And sure enough, I called her back and they might have me do some contract work from time to time, which so far being a week, uh, under this has been zero. 
And um, I could say, well, it wasn't my fault. It's the salespeople. The salespeople didn't sell enough, which is true. But, you know, again, I could have um, learned more software. The guy, the the fellow instructor that, that got to stay knows a little more than I do. And if I had taken just a little initiative and known a little more than he did, well, then I wouldn't be telling you the story. Um, so, and like I said, I, I could have taken some time and been certified on their dime, which would have made it a heck of a lot easier to get certified. Now I have a teaching degree. I have a bachelor's degree in education, but I could have been certified in Excel and Word and all this other stuff. Now I've got a couple of jobs potentially lined up, but I can be a victim or not. Now, the other thing I did say, because I'm going to get unemployment, which is kind of good. Not great, by the way. If you've ever had unemployment, it's not like you have a job. It's like, okay, well, if I cut my cable and cut this and cut that, I'll still be able to pay my bills, basically. And, um, but I do have more time to exercise. And that's why I was kind of bummed. I, uh, yesterday, I was talking to a friend and uh, they're talking about where I live and, and things like that. And they said, ooh, you're right next door to this ice cream place. And there was one of these ice cream places by where I grew up in my childhood. And I was like, really? I didn't know that. And so this is one thing I have to look at. I pulled up their website to see what the flavor of the day was. That was a dumb move. This is a case where ignorance is bliss because there's one flavor for me that's really hard to turn down. And that flavor is, he said, turning up the reverb, Oreo. Oh, I don't have my reverb on today. Oreo cookie. Yeah, Oreo cookie ice cream. It's it's actually custard. It is so good. And so I went to their website to see what their flavor of the day was. And you guessed it. Oreo cookie. Oh. And I was going to be going north later in the day and would be about uh, two minutes from that place. So I had to get off the exit ramp, had to turn right and then turn left. And there it was. Yeah. So I could say, you know, there's really no bad excuse for this. Well, it's so-and-so's fault for telling me about it. No, no, no. The big mistake I made there was checking the website. It's bad enough that I know this thing exists, period, at this point. But I now know that I I may, in some cases, reroute myself so I don't have to drive by and see what the flavor is just in case. When I went in, I saw they had a calendar that I could take with me to show all the flavors. I left it there. My life is not over. My dreams of losing weight have not been completely derailed by one ice cream cone that for the record was really good. But if I'm going to live like a healthy person, I've got to stay away from that. I'm 25 pounds down. I need about another 20 to go. And while I'm bummed that I am jobless, incomeless, again, logicalloss.com slash support, anything would be appreciated. Um, I did look at this and go, what could this be an opportunity though for? 
And for me, it's to lose weight. I can, I can exercise. I can go to the gym. I now have time, tons of time to cook. I just need the money to buy groceries. Uh, so when something bad happens, it's like, okay, I don't get to go to work now. But what, do, what does it allow me to do? Well, it allows me to exercise a lot more. And so I was down um, yesterday to 198, which was cool. And today I'm up a little bit back to 199, but that's okay. I will, uh, I, I've been losing um, since I lost my job almost every day, a little bit. So yesterday I had that little, you know, so I, I say this, you're like, well, Dave, why are you telling us about a, a failure? Well, it's not, again, it's not a, it's not a failure. It's feedback. And that feedback was if you eat ice cream, it, it ruins your weight loss journey. And B, it's feedback that, hey, if you go up uh, Bailey Road, that's a bad idea. It's feedback. And I learned from it. And I'm not going to do that anymore. And I'm not blaming other circumstances. I'm taking accountability for what I did. I've come up with a new strategy. I know what I did wrong. I know at the time when I checked the website, it was before lunch. Actually, it was after lunch. I was really kind of hungry already. So, you know, these are these are all things that came into play. But in the end, all these situations and criteria made it harder to say no. But in the end, it was me that got in the car. It was me that checked the website. And I'm not going to do either one of those anymore. Instead, I'm going to focus on the right food to eat and... I'm going to focus on going a little faster on the treadmill, which I am now doing. I'm going to focus on, um, is, is today the day that I work out my arms or my legs? There are other things to focus on that will lead me to success because you can have success, you can have results, or you can have excuses. And so yesterday I had some excuses. And today, I'm focusing on results. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Again, our website is LogicalLoss.com. If you're going to be shopping at Amazon, please go to LogicalLoss.com slash support. Use the buttons there for Amazon or if you feel like donating to the show to keep the lights on because it does cost me about 20 bucks a month to keep this thing going. Um, any kind of support is greatly appreciated. And uh, thank you so much. Let me leave you with my favorite quote from Jillian Michaels, and that is, why are you choosing failure when success is still an option, right? I mean, we can't change the way we started this story, but we got plenty of time if we start right now to turn the story around and end up the way you want it to. So hang in there, stay focused, and we'll see you again real soon with another episode of the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. If you're listening to this on a website, please consider subscribing to us for free on iTunes by going to LogicalLoss.com forward slash iTunes. You can contact me via email by sending an email to Dave at LogicalLoss.com or call in your comments toll free, 888-563-3228. You can sign up for our free newsletter and participate in our forums at our website, which is LogicalLoss.com. Our theme music is courtesy of SkinnySongs.com. Thanks again for listening. You know, they say knowledge is power. Knowledge is only power when it's acted upon. You can do this. Live right. Lose weight. 
Live Long. I just wanna be thin. I don't deny it. Thin. I wanna try it. Thin. But I can't buy it. Guess I'll have to do to die it. Thin. Won't tell you lies. Thin. I won't smaller thighs. Thin. But I realize. I guess I'll have to I was making radio shows for fun. If, if everybody does it, at least everybody I know, does, shut up! This podcast is part of the Power of Podcasting Network. Find it at powerofpodcasting.com. Changing the world, one download at a time.